0: Hey, fabulous listeners. We're your international besties,
1: Allie and Jordan. Join us each week to hear our musings and see why we're pretty sure never clueless. Welcome back. Welcome back, Allie. Hello. Another week, another episode. Yes, it's lucky 13. Oh, yeah, it is 13. Wow. let's hope lucky number 13 is a great Swift episode. Yes, we're going to try. I think we'll do it because to be honest, I feel like we have less topics to cover today. So let's see. We'll see. We always say that. We go off on tangents. It's true. Well, why don't you tell us what you've been up to? Because I feel like you've been busier this week than I have. Thanksgiving was this week.
0: So I had two um, Thanksgiving celebrations, I guess. Nice. Yeah. One was really chaotic since it's not a national holiday here in Spain. It was just too rushed for me because my friend wanted to celebrate after work. And since I didn't get off until 6, then by the time I got home, got things ready to go, it was... I just felt, like, frantic. And of course, Mm -hmm. like, Thanksgiving cooking takes all day usually, so... I probably won't do that again. I still had fun. Okay. And then I had another one yesterday, which was a little bit more elaborate. Not more elaborate, but yeah, there was more people. So, of course, more dishes. How was that one? I made dessert. I made a a pumpkin bun cake with pumpkin frosting. It literally was like a cream cheese frosting with the Libby's pumpkin mixed in. Did people love it? Yeah. I Actually, I had to leave because it was my friend's birthday last night as well. So, I had to go from the Thanksgiving to a birthday party. no. I know. I had one sliver of the cake and like just left. So I didn't get to see anyone's opinions. But then like two of my friends messaged me like, oh, your cake was so good. And I was like, hey, cool. Yum. And I have a friend at the Thanksgiving who always every year it's like now our tradition because she made it one year and now she's been making it again. And it's truffle macaroni and cheese. Oh, which honestly. Love truffle. Now it's a staple in our Friendsgiving where she has to make it every year. Is it Amazing. It's so good. It's like your childhood, but like slightly elevated. How do we get the recipe? That sounds so good. I have the recipe. Do you? Yes. She had to send it in our friend group because uh, she couldn't make it this year. Okay. So she's like, I need it. She's Everyone was like, no, we need the, the truffle mac and cheese. And so she's like, if someone else wants to make it, another friend. And it still was good. Oh my like, God. Even though he's not American. And I mean, he knew he had to use macaroni, but he didn't use a macaroni noodle. What does he use? He's a penne, which was kind of weird. But like, it's still the flavors were good. Yeah. Apart from that, this week at work was just a lot because we're getting ready for the holidays. And I'm I've planned the holiday party at the office. So I was making the most of Black Friday to buy everything for the Christmas present for all the employees, which is basically like in Spain. There's a tradition where Spanish companies will give their employees like a gift basket and it's like a ham leg and then just like wines and cheese and other things like that i finally got that done so feels like a huge relief and yeah that's basically my week this week how about you
1: nice my week was pretty chill honestly i've just been stressed busy uh working late 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 hours uh for work as you know (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yes
1: luckily working extra hours i get to claim it back this week so i have monday and friday off which i'm looking forward to amazing but yeah pretty much the only thing i did this week of note was i went and saw the new oh hunger games oh how was it yeah it was good it was good i enjoyed it i don't want to spoil it Mm -hmm. but there was like a particular thing that bothered me just about one of the characters like how they develop mm-hmm. and it felt like very sudden okay to me i didn't quite understand where it came from But then my friend sent me this tiktok of course where this girl was explaining how in the book there's like inner monologue thoughts of this particular character and like what they're thinking that makes sense for why they then make a okay. decisions. so i was like okay so someone writing the script messed up with that yeah my friend didn't feel this but i really felt like oh a sudden shift and it felt really unnatural and really unbelievable like it didn't make sense to me at all the thing when it's adapted to a movie is they can't include everything, of you course. know, in like a book they can get extremely detailed. But yeah, it was good. I started an anti-inflammatory diet on Monday. Nice. I am basically just trying to follow my blood type diet, mm-hmm. like as a star. So I'm blood type O. So far, it's going really good. I've lost 2.2 2 kilos, which is ex-
0: So are you doing it to lose weight or like just for inflammation? Both. Okay.
1: I think part of the problem is like I was on a diet in summer, even like before I went to Dubai, I was eating really clean, like there was just periods and I wasn't losing any weight. Mm-hmm. It's because my inflammation, my cortisol is really high. Yeah. So I'm just trying to kind of hack what's going on and also be able to then lose weight at the same time. So, yeah. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And then today just chilling like a villain.
0: Now we're here. Oh, my gosh. I thought of another major thing that happened, news that I received this week, which is that One of my best friends that lives here in Madrid is moving to Barcelona. And so obviously I'm so sad. Like I'm going to have to change my whole weekly routine because she's obviously a major part of it. And I'm just sad, you know, it's just like, oh, yeah, changes for me, it's like a weird change because it's like changing my routine in the place that i'm in currently but for her it's like an exciting change because she's going somewhere new and so for her it's like different kind of vibe it's like her energy of the change is different than my energy for her same change yeah yeah and so i was thinking like how was it when like was that like something you felt when i moved to spain because me and you like hung out weekly back then right before i moved
1: yes but also i was like very busy into in school because i was like it was summer but it was school for me so what you're trying to say is no
0: you didn't feel any difference
1: I, th- I think I definitely did. It was not even just like that immediacy. It was like the after effect when I wanted to hang out with my friends or when I went to the valley or when I, you know, whatever, like you weren't there to hang out with and you were able to come back for like years. I didn't have you to like actually be able to do things with or yeah. it's, it's a total shift. It's interesting because I have quite a few friends here. Most of my friends are expats from somewhere else. Whenever I hear them talk about like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll move home or maybe I'll I'm like, no, no, you can't. They're like my life here.
0: Exactly. That's how I feel. It feels so dramatic. Yes, I understand it's a life shift for the person. But I'm like, you're also affecting my life like majorly. I'm like, you're my life. Like, I'm like, no, I know.
1: It's sad, honestly. So bittersweet. So I'm like, obviously, I wish her the best. But it's like, oh. Because then it kind of shifts you into a different chapter, even if you're like not prepared for it. Yes, that's how I feel. But you then have to like figure out a new way. It's going to force me to like find new
0: friends, so to speak, you know, like Get closer to other people that I haven't been close with because, like, she was my go-to. Of course, she's my best friend here. So, yeah. So now I'm like, okay, it's going to be a new chapter for me as well because I don't have any other really close girlfriends right now.
1: Yeah. It's always different when it's, like, your close friends are ones that maybe have also transplanted from somewhere else. When it's, like, somebody who's from somewhere else, you guys you guys kind of, like, rely on each other. And we, like, you build a whole new life together in that spot. You know what I mean? You know what this makes me think of a little bit? That um, show Girls. You ever watch it? Yes, I love that show. Why? I love that show too. Although I didn't love the ending so much, but so what, what does it remind you of girls then? So when I think of the show girls, I just think of how, cause they were so close, you know, like they had like mm-hmm. this massive world that they created around them. But then as they started like going off and whether that was like finding careers or like relationships or different things, some people felt kind of like left to the side, but then they had to their own new world and I just was thinking like just in general how like they were in their 20s you know like their whole 20s was like each other and how we tend to shift often into our own universes yeah in a way there always is kind of that moment in late 20s maybe early 30s where like you start to have to shift like it just happens slowly silently or or abruptly all of a sudden realize you're in a completely phase of life
0: yeah that show does such a good job of showing like the ebbs and flows of your 20s and just changes oh i love that show it was so like shocking for its time like i feel like we didn't see as much like realness and like nudity and whatever but then i was like okay it's so well done
1: are you the euphoria fan i've never seen it no okay cool okay good my was like saying she said to me oh I saw she saw this movie basically and she was like oh I really liked it but I'm not sure you would like it I don't think it's like your thing and I was like oh like hmm, I, no one really ever says that about me in movies so I was like well, what do you mean and she's like yeah I think we just have like different tastes so I was like "Okay, I'm so curious like what is it about and she's like it's like a thriller and I was like oh I, I like thrillers and she's like yeah but like do you like euphoria and I was like no and she's like okay yeah then see I don't think you'd like it because it's like got a bit of I don't think it's about drugs but partying and like some sort of like tone well she just thought it was an incredible movie i'm gonna watch it for sure but i just thought it was like really funny how much of euphoria have you seen not a lot but just certain things when i see like young people teenagers college and they're just like drugged out i don't even relate to that world i don't even want to relate to that world i find it uh, physically uncomfortable like yeah certain things with drugs younger people it just bothers me so yeah fairness while we're on the topic of this, I was thinking a lot about cultural identity. What about it? Well, so because I I started couples therapy with my ex. Wow. And a lot of things were coming up just so that a lot about like how different in culture it actually really is. We were like a biracial couple. Yeah. So not even just like racially, but like culturally living, being from America and him being from like born in the UK and also having other kind of like Caribbean background and things like that. And I just thought it was so interesting because not everyone does, but some people really have such deep roots to their cultural identity. Like, you know, there are things that I just feel like, oh, I'm so American, like I'm so American and I love this thing because I grew up this way, you know, and how unaware we can be at times of other people Mm -hmm. who we think are like, oh, they're like me or we speak English, you know, like it's the same thing. And actually how different sometimes like worlds apart different. Mm -hmm. and then also how prideful we can be like how strongly we sometimes try to hold on to that cultural identity Mm -hmm. make our decisions life choices around that that thing curious if you think about it at all
0: well first i have a question what was like the? what do you feel like is the main cultural like difference between you two
1: um i think one of the things is like sometimes the like I don't always understand British humor and just like the nuances of like oh you can you can you can or can't laugh at a joke Mm -hmm. sometimes like I don't even understand someone's tone yeah but they're so dry that sense of humor is so dry yeah so sometimes I like don't even pick it up and I don't understand and I think I'm much more like straightforward my humor is maybe even I mean my humor is like another you know another whole boat but like when it comes to just understanding like the way that we speak sometimes i think i'm a lot more lighthearted. we come from a very like jokey background i feel like we come from a very even like a make fun of each other background i feel like
0: british people also make fun of each other a lot like you know how like a lot of british humor is like self-deprecating so they also do that with others you know
1: they do they do but i feel like when it comes to like literally communicating
0: mm-hmm.
1: It's like what we relate, what we're used to even is so different. Like, for instance, like British people are a lot more private. British people are a lot more reserved. British people sometimes even are like maybe more proper. Mm -hmm. Americans are like so informal. Yeah. I mean, I think Americans are definitely brash. Yeah. That personality is so embedded in me that sometimes I think it irks the person that I was with. And it's just interesting to note where conflict comes up, but also just how unaware we can be sometimes... That, like, the reason something is, like, weird to us or we're not understanding something is because of just how embedded our culture is within us. Yeah, so it kind of
0: challenges you to reflect on your own identity and what you actually, like, feel, like, strongly is. Strongly is a part of you, right?
1: Yeah, well, yeah. And then why you feel sometimes, like, hurt when someone feels bothered by something you do that you feel like is so inherently yourself. Mm-hmm. I have someone I work with who, she's Brazilian, but she has a Japanese heritage. And even though she grew up in Brazil, she has a lot of the mentality that her mom, who was Japanese, has. She told me once because she's sometimes very quiet and very shy, and sometimes like gotta like try to speak up. Or once she said to me, you know, I think it's because of the fact that like my mom's Japanese, and I have a lot of similar things where it's like we're very quiet we listen a lot we don't feel like we have to like say so much interesting it's really interesting like the different nuances of cultural and the identities that we then take on kind of improper to do this thing Mm -hmm. the other day you were talking about space how spanish people don't have that boundary and for them it's like they're like
0: they don't even think about it i try not to get so frustrated because i'm like it's so innocent like it's just in them like
1: inherently like it's just their culture they don't mean anything by it you know And then for us, we're like, okay, we have our own space. What are you doing? This is who we are. And like, don't get in my bubble. And yeah, all about freedom and self can be challenging in different relationships with people, whether that's like a boyfriend, girlfriend or friends even sometimes. Yeah. Everything you've mentioned so far is
0: only relating to like the cultural identity that's relating to nationality. So I'm sure like there's other things that are like gender things or like yeah religion or even like the social class of things that you're just used to I was reflecting on that the other day thinking of well my past relationships I guess so to speak and it's not even like me and my ex were like really in different social classes really because like I'm still middle class basically but I'm just like even within the middle class there's differences obviously I'm not saying that he's like from a super lower class he was not just like certain things that like he had a single mom Things that are like slightly different of like standards, which would not cause arguments, so to speak, but just kind of cause differences where you're like, okay, this is
1: it's like behaviors that it's like class is different in America is different to Spain. Like it means something different is different. Some country in Africa where like middle class could actually mean you have like a ton of money and you have a maid. Yes, that's very common
0: here. Like even just like yeah, upper middle class here, everyone has a maid. Almost everyone
1: has a maid or nanny, and they're not even, like, upper class. And that's not common in the U.S. Or it's, like, in Brazil or, like, the, like, South American countries. Like, it's standard, that like, a live-in, maid nanny, cook, like, whatever it is. Yeah. Actually, if you take that concept, it's, like, someone who then moves from, let's say, one of those countries where they're middle class, but they have, like, someone's dealing with all this, the hard stuff, you know, like, the day-to-day life. And move, let's say, to a country where you Mm -hmm. can't afford that, but you're saying you're technically middle class. Even the what the expectation mm-hmm. from that person in like a partner of like, oh, well, I'm used to this. Exactly. So I think
0: that's where I was with my ex. Like we were both middle class, but just the differences of like what I expected was different from his. And so it's just like, yeah, there's a lot of differences. And I have another friend who I won't like name, but like also she dated a literal count. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Spanish count basically and obviously that's a different level from middle class. I just saw a lot of differences in their relationship where I was like I don't know how long it would last because of just the things that this the man expected her to just automatically have as a lifestyle you know what I mean. They can have a lot of major lifestyle differences where if like the other person's not willing to just pay for the other person's like the difference between lifestyles then that's going to cause friction you know.
1: Well, that's what I actually was going to ask you is, like, do you think that it can? Obviously, we hope that it can because we both live in countries we're not from. So, like, I hope our relationship could work out. Do you think that it's like always becomes an issue? No, definitely not. I think it, it comes down to, like,
0: communication, obviously, like, communicating the differences and realizing this is a cultural difference. And I have to realize, like, this is not this is just how they were brought up and, you know, find a level of empathy to accept the difference and work to be like okay this is what they're used to like they grew up this way for 30 years or 20 or however old the old the person is like this is part of their upbringing yeah and trying to find like a middle ground you know what i mean but no i definitely think it doesn't matter I think it could matter if there's a real like value inherent value attached to something related to the culture so to speak okay right so like so let's just like give the example of Spanish culture living with their um, grandparents when they get into older age and then like maybe the American culture of not inviting their parents to live with them right when they're older. Say the Spanish person really feels like that's like a huge part of their identity where they would just never send their parents to a retirement home and the American feels that they would that's like just what they would do like they would never live with their parents again, you know, like, oh, I would never have my parent in my house. Like, that's just too much for me. Like, there could cause friction. That could be an inherent value for the Spanish person. Like, I would never put my mom, I would never treat this person this way. Yeah. So, I feel like if it comes to that level of differences where it, like, affects the lifestyle, that's when it becomes a problem. Yeah. So, if it's, like, a small thing of, like, oh, I always wash my vegetables before I eat them. Or like, I'll never have paella for dinner. And Spanish people, like, they'll never do that. They'll never have paella for dinner. And like the American, like, why not? It's just rice with vegetables. Why? It's just a cultural thing. Like, they're like, oh, that's such a foreigner thing. Like, they just think like it's too heavy for dinner. Like, it's just associated with a lunch meal. Okay. So like, that's like a very superficial thing, right? I don't think any Spanish person would genuinely like, end a relationship there's no value attached to that it's just a cultural difference right yeah that's the difference between what could make or break a relationship
1: yeah I mean that makes sense I just uh I don't know maybe I'm in a mood today where I feel like I just like wonder how challenging it is I definitely feel like at times yeah like misunderstood and also like it's, it's like annoying to have like love. I think a lot of people find love in a lot of places and it's frustrating in relationships when like the love gets like overtaken by these things, you know, like these cultural ideas.
0: But that's what I'm saying. It comes down to how much of their
1: value as a person is attached to these cultural aspects. I know, it makes me sad. I, I sometimes wonder, is it easier to like date more closer to your culture or your like background because then you don't have as many conflicts yeah you don't have as many differences yeah of course i would say definitely i've definitely been in like circles or around people where they're like oh like i would date this person for now but like i I could never marry this kind of person because like it wouldn't fit in with my family or like Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have the same like values or it'd be too problematic i was always i'm always like the hopeless romantic that's like no what do you mean oh that's not me
0: I'm definitely very rational
1: where I'm like, love does not conquer all. So I ugh, see and I feel like it does. Like, I feel like it could. I feel like no big love really could. No. If it's like basic love, maybe not. I don't know. Because that, that causes you to question, like, what do you what is love
0: then? Well, wow, I could just get really, really philosophical. but oh, But it's interesting. But to, I don't know. Like, there's certain things that I'm like, OK, would I want to date a 60 year old man right now? Probably not because there's a huge generation gap for me personally. If I just like rationally think about it, I'm like, what are these people talking about? I'm not saying there's not like someone who's six years old who I'd have like tons of things in common with. They've grown up a whole a, an entirely different way than I have. So I feel like there's there would be a lot of qualities that I would not I would not have in common with that person for it to like build an entire life. Right. So that's just yeah. like one area of of an identity that I probably wouldn't it's less probable that I would connect with, right? So it's like the same with like social class. Like would I be dating someone who maybe like a significantly lower social class? Probably not because I grew up in a certain social class. So I'm used to these certain things and that would just like disrupt my life. I'm used to going for dinners like several times a week, paying for a gym, like traveling several times a year. And if this person is from a different social class, like that would disrupt what I'm used to and what I've lived my entire life. And for me, it's not necessarily for better, so to speak. So that would disrupt it as well. And like religion, I don't know, religion for me, I don't think that would be a huge disruptor for me personally, but for the other person, it might be it's where they're placing value. And I'm sure like people who are very religious are going to place a lot of value in religion. So that, that's fair. I probably won't be compatible to that person, but like for me, it's just not a huge thing. Ethnicity the same, like to me, that doesn't really, I don't care. Like that's fine. All of them are fine for me, but like there's some people who probably aren't into every ethnicity, which like also they're in their right? You know what I mean? Cause there's certain things and qualities that go with every eth- ethnicity same with nationalities it's like yeah just certain beliefs that they have coming from like with respect you know like you said with a japanese friend that you have like where she's like oh i'm like very respectful i listen a lot so like maybe there's other cultures who just want someone who's more opinionated and direct and so they're like oh i don't like this culture doesn't feel right like it doesn't flow how i want my relationship to flow that's why i'm like i'm not a hopeless romantic in that sense but i definitely am like a hopeless romantic in like the sense of like the word of like love like i love love but like yes i definitely see like the more rational side of like okay how compatible can you be forever with Tons of differences, yeah. But like, I don't think American and UK have that many differences. Like on a on a nationality level, I don't think we have that many differences that would are like deal breakers.
1: Yeah. Well, maybe maybe my situation is like multi layered. I think so. Yeah, probably. I mean, there's already
0: layers. Just like from a woman to a man, there's already different like cultural things that we've lived. Yeah. Me being a woman and a man being a man, like we've lived different lives already. Yeah. For how people treat us, being a man or a woman. So like, there's already differences, and then if you add race and you add nationality that are different and then you add like all these things So yeah, there's like tons of layers and it's just like how they feel about those different categories so to speak that will make it be different
1: yeah i'll never forget um love is blind japan seeing women dump the guys (laughs) i never watched it she'd be like i don't think you're together you don't do this you don't do that and he's like "Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, okay Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm." because it's like they don't express emotion they don't, like, express things. So, like, after they're like, oh, like, I feel really sad. But, like, they're not, like... But why? They're just, like, agreeable. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, okay. Oh, gosh. And she's, like, berating him. I'm like, whoa, that is crazy. Oh, my gosh, wow. I could never, like, deal with that kind of... Somebody who's, like, very expressive. Even, like, the person I have been with at times has not been expressive the way that I'm used to. This is part of it is, like, to the level I'm used to with the American men I've dated where cried and i really need because i'm very expressive Mm -hmm. i don't need the same level of expressive because i think if i came against myself (laughs) i'd be like this is too much (laughs) too much (laughs) i need like stability so i definitely think like that's what i really see in this person but even that sometimes like the male to female are like oh more masculine men don't like show their most emotions as much unless something like major prompts it and it's like Even that sometimes you're like, I feel like Mm -hmm. you don't care. I feel like you're not, you know, in this world that I'm in right now. Like we're not dealing with the same thing because you're not reacting Mm -hmm. the way I think you should be, you know? And I think it's just funny how that can create turbulence. Yeah. Just comes down to differences, I guess. I know. It's just why can't love conquer all? What the fuck, guys? Because it can't. Where's your notebook thing. Like where is like, I don't care if you're annoying. I'm going to love you forever.
0: Okay, but that's like a small thing. If you have too many checks against the personality, then it's not going to be compatible. It's true,
1: you know? Oh, makes me sad. Too many strikes and you're out. Well, whatever. Whatever. I'm going to live in my la-la land and someone's going to be loving that. Yeah, of
0: course. 100%. Okay, I have a, like a really, like a 180 switch of conversation. Okay, switch me over. Sort of. I guess it's not like a complete 180. But I just want to have a little moment of gratitude for all the artists, in the world I was thinking about it this week and I was like wow I am so grateful but like all types of art "Mm." I was specifically thinking about like musical artists like people who like write music and and compose music and put sounds together I'm just like that is so sick and like thank you for sharing it because I'm like that has got to be so vulnerable as well and you know me I'm like not the most vulnerable person I have mad respect I can see it and I respect it it inspires me so much oh I love it I'm so glad there's people who are not like me and who can like put their art out there and aren't like afraid <laughs> but like what
1: was like the catalyst thought that made you think this
0: I think it was this connecting with musical lyrics where I was like oh mm. I've been through exactly what this person said it's like that moment of being like oh there's other people who've been through this like it's not that big of a deal when you like are watch- going through a breakup and then you hear all these like ev- you realize like all these songs are about breakups and like they're still fine they're still like living their yeah. best lives like afterward like they get over it life goes on and you're fine later i mean i'm not going through a breakup right now but i'm just listening to the lyrics of the song and i was like dang like that you relate to the feeling yeah i was like wow i've been in that position
1: and now i'm fine the presence of art in this world is what helps us connect to each other i feel like
0: it's like always like so funny how we think art is like so frivolous just with governments and like budgets and whatever how they always want to cut the arts first later when like when you step back yeah you're like wow it's so important in our
1: society to continue to foster art yeah foster art yeah it like brings hope in dark times it connects us it brings us joy beauty laughter love even it serves as like history for sure yeah
0: just like going to art museums you're like oh this is what was happening View of the time yeah like a, a temperature check of the society of where everyone's at
1: yeah I love art, too. You know what? This weird, weirdly made me think of I'm, I'm going to go, like... What? I'm going to, like, step aside again to, like... Uh, Do it. We go for it. Five degree. Do you remember, like, what it felt like the first time you ever felt heartbroken? Oh, it feels disgusting. Like, you feel sick to your stomach. You feel... Oh, and you feel sick. Yes, I definitely remember. Because I remember the first time it happened where, like, like the breaking up b- piece mm-hmm. of it. So you just feel like it's the end of everything everything yes it's debilitating yeah like you just literally can't like you're like i'm never gonna go on how am i ever gonna live my life again yeah never feel normal again isn't that so
0: weird how you literally you can't get out of it either i know in your head you're like this is the end of literally everything i know life as we know it and then you later like you flash back to like one year later you look back and you're like oh literally life is the same like it's
1: fine like i feel normal again you know what I mean yeah yeah why does love do that to us I don't know what is it like that you know like what is the heartbreak yeah what is that psychologically yeah like I'm so curious to know what that moment is in our and biologically speaking by all of it, because, it, I mean, it impacts us. Obviously, like, you can literally feel physical pain when you... Yeah, you feel sick. Yeah, like, like legitimately. It's like, I just wonder what that is. Is it a feeling of loss? Yeah, it,
0: it is. Oh, 100%. I'm for sure that, like, I'm not... not... You think? I'm sure it's a grief. Just because you go through all the stages. Like, I've gone through two or three breakups. And I'm like, that's definitely the stages of grief.
1: Denial, anger, like...
0: Yeah. Bargaining.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, that, that when I got broken up with in June, no joke, I was literally like in one morning I went from like crying to anger to cussing to like apologizing to begging to like yeah. anger again, anger a few times <laughs> and then like denial. This is like not real. And then, yeah, yeah, there's there's that moment where you're just like, OK, like this is this is my life. Oh, but it's so intense. And I feel like even though we can get a little better at it i don't feel like it gets any better every time i don't think it's supposed to get better like i don't think you can
0: rationalize that like have you heard that saying or whatever it is that your body doesn't remember pain like you can't think of how it genuinely feels to be punched in the face like you can't remember the actual pain like interesting you can't your body can't bring that feeling back like if you thought about a breakup you could probably get into like the feeling of extreme sadness yeah you can conjure the emotion of sadness but like there's this thing where they say you can't conjure the feeling of pain and it's like something that protects you. Your body doesn't want to feel it, like it doesn't need to feel that.
1: Yeah. You can't like preemptively be like, Okay, I know this is what this is gonna feel like. So like I won't feel this way. Yeah. And you no. just end up feeling it no matter what. Like you can't avoid it. You have to go through it. Yeah. And isn't it so weird? How
0: you genuinely just forget about every other person in the world who ever cared about you. When you're going through a breakup, you're like, no one cares about me. Like, this is the only person. And it's so weird also because if you think about, like, the timeline of your life before you met that person, you were fine at one point. You know what I mean? So it's like, how is it that this person comes in and totally, like, just disrupts your life?
1: I think the stakes get higher maybe, like, the more you – the lot like, the longer you date or – The older we get, the more hopes and dreams we put into somebody. I feel like no. You don't think so? In my case, I feel
0: like no. No, I feel like I've gotten better in the sense of I can accept that like, oh, this person's not the one for me. There'll be another one just because I'm like, I've had other ones. So I'm like, okay, if it's not this one, there's going to be someone better. And like, I've had that feeling again.
1: You know what I mean? Like you've been in love. So unique to that because I don't feel that at all. Like, no, I know other people who also say that. Like, yeah, if it's not this one, on to the next. I mean, I like I could say that on like a surface level of like, yeah, I understand like principle of like that's probably a fact I'm not 31 and I'm never gonna now that's it like now I'm gonna to get cats who I hate <laughs> like you know, it's not gonna be that but it's like yeah there is a difficulty in being able to see to like envision life when you feel you've built this this like imaginary life you like envision this whole thing with somebody it's like the hopes like that you thought like oh Of course. I ever have to like think about anybody else after this. Oh, of course. Of course I've had that.
0: And I have that every time I'm with someone. But I mean, like once it's actually breaking that image, you know, that I'm like, okay, obviously it hurts. Obviously it sucks. Obviously going through all the stages of grief. But at the end, I'm like, okay, it's going to happen again. Yeah. I'm not saying it's not like I'm, oh, I'm immune to the feeling of breakups. No, of course I go through it. I feel like with time, you're able to be like, okay, I've gone through this three times and I've felt fine again as a person so like time heals all kind of in a sense like i'm like okay it's not today it'll be someday that i'll feel fine again Mm. and i truly generally think like time heals all
1: but you know there are some people out there that they don't ever move on which is interesting you know what i mean like there are some people out there genuinely who still think about like the person that maybe they feel like got away or Uh, i feel like they're losers oh wow that's so mean wow ali's face was so like deadpan like like little bitch girl like like a young girl that's just like, they're losers.
0: <laughs> okay, they're not losers, but I feel like like they have to work on themselves, honestly.
1: Maybe that's what it is.
0: So not losers. I'll have a little bit more empathy.
1: You know, then sometimes they're like, wow, like five years later, they run into them and they were like, I just never could forget you. And then it worked out because like, maybe that really was our person. That's beautiful. Love is great.
0: <laughs> oh my God. <laughs>
1: Your face now was like so
0: excited. Like... <gasps> five years later, I'm like gone. then okay, then it's meant to be, then great. I'm so happy for them that they came back together. But I feel like pining after someone for like yeah. years, like come on, work on yourself, like put your energy in things like, like it's a form of like obsession, but like to an unhealthy level.
1: You have to like love yourself. Yeah. And if that's not work out, like something else out there is better for you. But then if that is that person and you just need that time, then it is what it is. But yeah, you can't be like waiting for years when someone's like, you know, there are like literally some people who, like the person's married and they're like, I still can't get over them. It's like, yo, you gotta, you gotta, yeah, something. Or why did you get married to this person? Yeah, no, no, no. And as in, like, the, like the other person's married. Oh, but I've seen people who are like who themselves get married. Like, oh, i like, I'm thinking
0: about like my, my high school like crush. I'm like, oh, my first girlfriend. Like, oh, that's bad. There's no one better. I'm like, why did you get married? You'll find that feeling in someone else. But like, why are you getting married to that person who's not making you feel that way? People also romanticize things that weren't there.
1: Yeah, it's true. It's so true. Like I
0: do that as well. Oh my God. I, I romanticize so many things. I'm a fucking, I make shit up in my head. Yeah, me too. I feel like it's a girl thing. I feel like girls romanticize things way more than men do.
1: I think everyone does though, when you have enough distance because you forget, you tend to forget like the everyday things that bothered you and you just kind of remember like, oh. Gotta keep a list, guys. That is
0: my advice to everyone. Oh, where do you keep a list? You have to. If you feel like you, like this is my hack for getting over exes. That's your tip write a list of everything that went wrong in that relationship so that you can remind yourself of the bad stuff because i definitely romanticize the cute parts of that relationship like oh i found a note that they left me oh my god they would always leave me like such cute notes oh my god so cute He was such a sweet boyfriend no think of all the other weird things that you're like that was off that was also off oh that's not my ideal person wouldn't do this behavior keep a list because sometimes you start to forget things that were generally not good in the relationship because you just start romanticizing like oh yeah, it wasn't that bad, was it? Like, we had such good times. Like, yeah, of course you're going to have good times. Otherwise, you probably never would have been with them anyway. I definitely keep a list. Wow. I want to know what's on the list. Oh, I'll tell you later. <laughs> Ooh. It's like ick behaviors where, like, where you would never tell your friends. Behaviors, you're like, oh, that was kind of weird. But like,
1: <laughs> oh, I want to know so much more now.
0: Okay. Okay, I'll tell you later.
1: <laughs> like, eventually, like, the people were going to need to know, like, at least one. Like, one example. Or not. Maybe they want one, so let's let them decide. The people will speak when we get ten thousand followers. Maybe Ali will reveal one. Maybe not because I'm just very like reserved, closed book. Come on, I'll do one if you do one. Ten thousand, or do you want higher? Twenty thousand followers? A hundred thousand. Okay, fuck yeah, let's shoot for the stars. A hundred thousand. Shooting for the stars. will reveal one. You guys help us out, follow us, and um, share our podcast, please.
0: (laughs) You get fun, fun facts.
1: Yeah. Fascinating. Oh, I- I'm loving where this conversation is going. I feel like yeah. it's like more organic. <laughs> than some- yes. So the other thing that I was thinking about a lot, and it's more just like, I'm going to say like a rant, like not a rant. Okay. But it's more of like one of those like female uh, moments, mm-hmm. which is, okay. So I'm in this space. I'm 31. I'm technically single. I'm single technically in all ways. On this topic of like love and waiting for people, and I was just even thinking about this today, it's a very real situation personally for me. I don't like I won't go into like all the specific details, but where I need to be thinking about my fertility and like my ability, if I want to, to be able to like have my own child in the near future. I think like some of the things that we've been talking about where it's so hard to sometimes walk away from things. Is because we like invested a lot of time into people. And if it's like, you know, it's, if it's even like a year is a lot of time, but in the, in the grand scheme, if you're like in your 30s, four years is a lot of time, you know, and like if you wanna have those things, whether that's marriage, whether that's children specifically, you have to like genuinely plan and think about it. Like it's not something that we can take for granted. And so at the moment, I'm kind of having to contemplate or figure out when it's not for sure a complete like when. But I feel like at some point I'm going to have to decide whether I'm going to freeze my eggs or not in the very near future. And one, it just kind of pisses me off that I even have to be like thinking about this and Mm -hmm. spending money. So like rant one is like, what the fuck? What's this sucks? It just sucks being a woman sometimes because we're so pressured to like find our person and like find the perfect situation at a time that like is natural, but also is when we can actually like have children and have those chances. And then also like I've been doing couples therapy, you know, and like I'm in a sort of good place with my ex at the moment, but like there's nothing guaranteed really. Like we're not sure where we're going direction wise yet. I was just thinking, like, okay, if this doesn't work out, a part of me wants to, like, take time to not date anyone. It's, like, would be a very painful thing, you know? Like, it's somebody who I've been with for a good amount of years who, like, was, like, a really big part of my life, a big love of mine. Honestly, probably the most important relationship I've ever been in and most kind of deep and meaningful. And so, like, I would need that time to heal, to actually genuinely move on. But then I want to have kids. I don't have necessarily like all the luxury in the world just to be like, oh, whenever it comes, it comes. Mm-hmm. If I play that game, yes, sure. Like fate might be like, oh, okay, cool. In a year, you're good. Or in four years, you meet the love of your life and you still can have like a family. Yeah. But then also you could literally be like, oh, I don't meet my person till I'm 45. And then I can't have my own children. Mm-hmm. For my ex, like if the, if this is the case for him, he has, like, no fucking problem. He doesn't have to think about it at all. He can wait years if he wants. For us, we have to literally be like, oh, no, we have to get back on the wagon to first even develop some sort of thing to find out if it's the person to then. Yeah. Like, it's just like so. That's men. I don't know. It's so frustrating. Yeah. I just was thinking it just why does it suck? Doesn't it suck? Don't you just get
0: pissed? Yeah. This is why, like, they say time is more valuable for women just because we have all of these, like restraints for children like for women who want to have children
1: oh I need to be more savage yeah that's why you have to be savage with the men I know I'm like I'm such an empathetic person that sometimes my savagery counts against me Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or it's like some some things do work out if you give it enough patience you know what I mean like sometimes I'm like oh maybe that's gonna be me (laughs) but so far it hasn't in some ways it has some in some ways i'm like oh okay i was patient and then this actually like became better so i'm like cool i've i've seen the other side of that where like at times i've been patient maybe in a relationship and then i've like been bitten in the ass have you looked into the price of freezing eggs it's so expensive also yeah in the uk it's like 3500 plus the medications that you need to like get fertile and then around 500 a year just to keep your eggs maintenance yeah yeah so crazy you know and and it's really cool actually i heard that in the states there's a lot more companies now doing policies where they're paying for their employees to be able to freeze their eggs for free that's nice i know which like in in one way it's like because they want them to like work so it's like yeah but it's a great benefit and i was like wow that is actually really cool because that's so important for like a woman maybe who wants to put her career first for like a sp- period of time yeah and then know you know that it's safety but even then it's like not guaranteed right it's like no you either can do it like yourself or if you get too old and you age yourself out then you have to get a surrogate which then is like a ton of money so it's not even like and then also just like if the egg is gonna work Exactly. Yeah.
0: Like if they can actually retrieve it, like some of them aren't like actually good, even if they've been frozen.
1: Yeah. Like it's a safety net. But then how safe? It's not it's not guaranteed. No. You know, so it's just scary. And it's just like sometimes this is just my thought. Okay, go with me here. But just like life in your 30s, life as a woman in your 30s, I hear it gets good. I know like some stuff is good, maybe just like less doubting yourself, more like self-assurance. But then I also just feel like maybe your 30s is in your 30s. Sometimes it's just like so many tough decisions we have to make. Yeah. That's going to be my tagline 30s, the decade of life decisions that can change your life forever. I feel like we're also in like a
0: time change. You know what I mean? Like I feel like the times are changing just like as a society, like what we're valuing things, the age of marriage and everything is gone later now. And I feel like we're the first age where a lot of people are getting married later.
1: Or even not at all.
0: Or not at all women not having kids at all just like a lot of things I feel like mentality we're having like we're going through a shift in mentalities like I truly believe that and I feel like in like maybe 20 years we'll look back and be like oh yeah it was during this time like maybe like 2020 even I don't even know if it was before maybe it was literally 2020 to 2021 or 2019 to whatever I don't know I feel like it's this I don't know when it started exactly but I feel like the data will show it later I feel like a lot of women are also valuing their time in general more and Like, we're in a a society where women, like, have more of the same opportunities as men. Mm -hmm. Like, we're the first generation that has, like, fully... Yeah, I just think we're in a time where, like, women, they can work for themselves. They have, like, the most similar pay to men than we've had in, in decades, right? They also see that marriage doesn't benefit them as much. Like, I feel like women are really reflecting of, like, oh, I'm not getting further in life by being married. Where back in, I don't know what time exactly, there was more of, like, a social... Pressure to be married and like stay married, even if it wasn't good, just because of like society looked at you a certain way if you weren't married. And now I feel like True. we're finally getting to a thing where it's like, obviously, I think there's still a taboo. There's still like, oh, you're a spinster if you're not married, blah, blah, blah. Like there's still that attitude towards it. But I feel like right now there's a lot of women who are like, I don't care. I'm happier now. So I don't care what you say. You call me a spinster if you want. Yeah. I'm genuinely happier not being married like i've been married i'm divorced and i'm happier than when i was married so i don't care yeah and so i feel like we'll look back and see that this was a time of change of like women like taking back a little bit of like power so to speak in that sense like as far as like something with the gender the dynamic between the two genders right Mm. i've been dating for the past like six years and i just feel like it's just so strange like it's a strange time Mm. it's not just me like i feel like it's a general consensus yeah that like a lot of women feel the same way i do when it comes to dating, like, I'm just like, why am I dating when there's a lot of people that are men? I'm, I'm heterosexual. So a lot of men that are not providing me with anything that I couldn't just get for myself or for my friends. You know what I mean? Like, I don't I genuinely would love to get married. Like, I genuinely love men. Yeah. But I just feel like the dating has been just so weird lately where I'm like, Ugh. I feel like it's because we're going through a shift and it will like even itself out because I think men also love and want women as well. And women love and want men. But I feel like we have something to like
1: even out right now. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's a really good point. It's. I guess people don't stay like we have to genuinely provide value to somebody. You know, like in both ways. I think it goes both ways. Mm-hmm. Men to women, yeah. women to men. Like, and now it's not just money.
0: Like before, it was men were providing women value in the form of in financial value, yeah. right? And
1: now we don't depend on men for for that. You know, one of my like I'm like in a secret confession at this right now. Like, sometimes I have this fear where like, I'm scared that I've imagined something like let's say marriage to be like are not gonna be mm-hmm. so happy and like so in love and then like to actually be in it and to be like oh whoa it makes me think about when we were like, growing up as kids you always think oh like i can't wait till i'm an adult i can't wait till i get to do this and then when we get to adulthood and we're like fuck <laughs> like this what is, is this? Fucking hard what is this like we have to yeah like get jobs and if we go homeless like that's on us and there's just like so many things you yeah. don't realize and, like, sometimes I'm just, like, scared. I'm, like, what if, like, I, I want this thing so bad and then, like, I hate it yeah. or, you know, like, I, I like, really don't want it or I don't like it and then I've, like, convinced this other person that, like, this is me and this is what I want and, mm-hmm. um like, I will never, like, end this, you know? Like, sometimes I have that fear in myself of, like, oh, shit, like, in my head, I really do want this and there are definitely elements where I'm, like, I believe this is, like, such a beautiful thing and when I see it, I love to see it, you know? Yeah. But then when I think about myself and I'm like, fuck, what if it's like one of those times where you think it's going to be so green on the other side and like finally when this thing happens, I'm going to be so happy. And then you don't feel that way or feel as fulfilled. Mm-hmm. It's just like scary. How do you like, I don't know, just life. It's just all these little things. It's like, how do how do you deal with that? How do you? I don't know. My like perspective is like,
0: for me, marriage isn't scary. It's just like not finding someone that i connected with this is which is like the scarier thing right like i feel like marriage is just an extension of like a good relationship you know like it would eventually just turn into that anyway and i don't think of it as like a different entity i'm just like more like where is this person that i'm like oh i want to be with you forever like call it what you call it yeah that person where i'm like oh we have like so many similar values similar lifestyles that we just go together so well that's what scares me more than like marriage i don't think marriage itself is scary i think i'm not saying this is you but i think like a lot of people Are in a a relationship and they're like, oh, it's okay. Let's just go to the next step. And it's not like because they like actually genuinely know this person is their person. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. And then, of course, there's people that just change over time. But I don't think that's a scary thing. Like people do change, you know, over time. So like that's that could happen and you're never going to be able to foresee that. Yeah. So like I don't think that has anything to do with marriage.
1: I guess because I don't see it fully the way you see it. Like I kind of see marriage as something I don't have. Like I've had good relationships. I think probably, I mean, the one I'm in, I'm, I was about to say the one I'm in now, which I'm not in one, but like it feels like it because nothing's really fucking changed besides we ain't doing the deed. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I mean, we look at to have the fun stuff. We just get to talk. Oh, boring. No. Um, I've had really, really, really amazing moments. Like it, like it just feels like magical. So, what do you think marriage is going to give you that you don't already have then? I think it's something deeper. Like to me, marriage is this really deep choice that we make to like be with just that person forever i think like it's such a big symbol it's such a same but i don't think it's going to bring you happiness that you don't already have with this
0: person like i think that's a like kind of a mistake of like like you have to already know that this is already perfect and you're just going to be like we're going to promise it to the whole world that this is perfect you know like we are in it
1: i guess it's just like for me it's the commitment because i think you can have a great relationship. But for me, for me, like boyfriend, girlfriend, to me personally, like that's just this is just my perspective. I do like I think I'm very traditional in a lot of my views <laughs> um on this topic. I see this very differently to marriage. Like I think marriage is like a level that like your boyfriend doesn't provide you. Your boyfriend doesn't yes, provide the me safety, too. the like no matter what, literally, like you're ill, you're you're in bad mood like all these things that they'll stick by your side no matter what and I think like what I see out of our same but like I don't think it's gonna bring you happiness see but I feel like it is because it's like knowing that that person is there like a piece like just a piece knowing. I don't know I feel like that's a
0: mistake you think so to me personally yeah To see it that way. Like I I agree with you that it's like a deep commitment and I take it so seriously. I would not marry someone like I feel like dating you're getting to know this person and it's not like it is obviously serious because you're like building up to that marriage. Yeah. And you're like getting the base in place so to speak. Okay. But like once you get married. Yeah. Like I'm like that is sacred. Right. Yeah. But I don't think it's bringing you more happiness. You know what I mean? Like I think that's like putting it on a pedestal which is like I don't know. I think putting things on a pedestal is just like a weird, not putting too much pressure on it, but because it's not like a pressure. It's just like idolizing
1: something that's like, I I don't know. I just don't believe in idolizing things. Maybe it's because I don't have a husband and I don't feel like I have a husband. (laughs) I I don't have like someone who.
0: Yeah, but I think like the relationship, you'll know like this is husband like you know what I mean in that sense like it's not gonna be like oh we got married and now it's officially I'm so much happier
1: hang on but then there's like things that we've talked about where like I've held out on doing certain things because I feel like how could I play the role of a wife without you giving me the role you know and so it's like
0: yeah no but I'm just talking like just merely about happiness like I don't think your happiness is gonna be like I crossed this line and now I'm oh I'm happier like I think like because I mean just from what everyone said about marriage like they say like no one changes when you get married like it doesn't change you have to already have all of these things in place yeah. and the, the marriage is just like the commitment level of like this is forever now like we're both committing to this thing but like everything needs to be in cha- in place and like everything they say like everything does intensify when you get married this is just what, obviously I've not been married but like this is what I've heard that everything will intensify for better or for worse so like the things that are already good will get like feel ha- feel good, yeah. But then, like the things that annoy you about your partner will also be
1: even more annoying because mm. you can't escape it. <laughs> yeah, essentially. <laughs> or I mean, that's the thing. I think that scares me too. I'm like, oh my god, what if I like really fucking? I'm like so annoyed and, and like just because in no other circumstance besides having a kid, which is also scary to me, uh, in the same thing <laughs> of like me really wanting it, and knowing I'd love it, is like the fact that you can never walk away from it again. And like once you you like do that thing and that you like decide, OK, I'm going to have my baby and I have my baby. You are then responsible forever for that thing in like your life. No, that's life.
0: scarier to me.
1: I know. But it's like to me, I do in my in the same. I think I hold marriage in the same way that like I only want to have one marriage. I don't want to get divorced. And so like for me, I look at it in that same token of like I can't walk away from this.
0: Yeah, I do, too but I do know that you I technically can walk away from it yeah yeah when it comes to marriage I like I do I do keep it on that same level of like I only want to get married once like that's why I'm like I'm not in relationships with like anyone either because I take I'm like dating having a boyfriend is because I'm like this is really a potential life partner so if I'm like I'll date people but I'm not gonna make them my boyfriend until I'm like okay you have potential like I really see potential like now obviously I haven't always been like that but now that's how I see dating I'm like Right now, I have my friends. I have my family. Boyfriend's not coming in the picture until I see, like, yeah. traits that I'm like, yes, this aligns with my future life and how I want it to go. If it continues to go how I think it's going, yeah, then we'll m- get married and I only want to
1: get married once. I don't date like that either, really, but that's why I'm hanging on to this one.
0: <laughs> I'm, like, interested also. I'm interested also in hearing our listeners' view on marriage and, like, if something changes from dating to marriage, like how you said, like, our de- debate earlier.
1: They feel like they've like marriage is like a shift in some particular way.
0: Yeah. For
1: people who actually have gotten married. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would look. Let us know. Married people like genuinely what what life is like. Like d- did things shift? Is it like this extreme
0: bliss? Like I don't think it's I think it's an extension where like you already have to be in this bliss. Yeah. Really good spot. And then you're like, I'm going to seal the deal.
1: I don't think that you should like be in a bad spot that then you're like oh the marriage will fix this. I don't think that. But that yeah exactly that's yeah. But I do think that there is something really there's a shift, and I think it's it's like oh okay yeah you know like like moving in is one thing. So some people don't move in until they get married. You know like that's something yeah I think that's more old fashioned these days, but that's still a thing. So obviously there's still a movement of that. Yeah, so I think it's like there there I've seen that, that recently. Would, that would then be a huge shift, right? Like that would be, yeah. like a complete different, you know. But I also think it's like, it's that family. Because I think once you start create, like if you have children, and you start creating your family, it's like this whole other magnitude multiplication of love. Yeah, that's a huge shift. Having children is a huge shift, of course. But I think like partly even to the marriage, it's like, you you go through like so many ups and downs. I think it's like that. It's like you ride. And of course you can go through ups and downs with, with a partner, just like not getting married, of course. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I guess I, I really do look at marriage as like something where it shouldn't make you happier. But I think there's this contentment that I seek from marriage. That's like, I feel so loved and safe and every day chosen knowing this person committed this way to me. And like, and, and, and like for us, it means like forever kind of thing to us. Mm -hmm. Oh, what the day that I don't have to worry about that part of my life and I can just like know I have an an, like amazing love, amazing treatment. I'm all the things that I want to feel, you know, in a marriage, like see, like cared for, thought of, um, taken care of, pushed up, you know, like that kind of stuff. Wow. To have that partner in life seems just so cool because you never have to feel like for me, the right situation is like you never feel alone when you're with someone. And, you know, you often that we can feel alone when we're with we're with people. Yeah. It's like hundred percent. Sometimes we feel lonely and we're with a but like we're surrounded. Yeah, of course. You know, and so for me, like that's marriage. Like that's that lifelong fun with someone who will get to see you at all stages growing getting old i think it's just so beautiful and like there's such a beauty and like a peace and something that like is just like a bliss happiness like a peaceful happiness that i feel like exists that doesn't exist in how we date people yeah
0: Yeah. but yes like i said i would love to hear what people have to say about this as
1: well just insight for people who actually are married give us some advice guys please (laughs) just two girls in our 30s trying to figure shit out and we also love to hear advice so Yes,
0: I mean, I feel like this is a good note to to end the episode on as well. Shut
1: up! I was literally gonna say that great. same line. ooh Weird. Yeah. High five. High five. <laughs> Amazing. That was great. I think we definitely didn't keep it short and concise. I think we do what we always do. That's good. That's a good problem to have. Yeah.
0: About the gift of the. Gift. Imagine if we were just like droning on trying to keep a
1: conversation alive that would be a problem it would be bad well everyone thanks for listening in please subscribe to pretty sure never clueless if you like what you hear feedback on uh some of these questions we've had to you guys yes. on our comments thanks everyone have a nice week and we'll see you next week see you guys next week
0: Bye. bye